0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the New York Sports Beat. This is episode 10. And I know I said on our last show it was episode 10, but I was wrong. That was 9. This is now 10. But what does it really matter anyway? So I'm Rich Piazza. Thank you for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at RichPFantasy and the show at SportsBeatNY. So if you listen to episode 9 with Eric Frank, we, we talked about the Jets and the number two pick, and the number 23 pick, and so on. And I mentioned at the end of the last show that I needed to come on here and talk about the Yankees. And that's what I'm going to do. But first, I want to just speak on a couple of non-Yankee stuff. And I'll start with the Brooklyn Nets. Is it safe to say now that Kevin Durant is injury-prone? I mean, the guy cannot stay healthy. And I understand the Achilles injury is a severe injury. It takes a while to get over. And that may have led to these other injuries that he's had since then. The hamstring, and now it's a thigh or whatever it is. This Nets team is built to win a championship now. And their window may not be as wide open as you think. Not if Durant can stay healthy. And who knows about Kyrie? He can decide in the offseason that he's going to retire, and would anybody really be surprised at that point? I sure wouldn't. As great as Harden is, he can't do it alone. LeBron James and the rest of the league have already established that you need a super team to win a championship. And what you really have to be concerned about as a Nets fan is the lack of time together these three stars have had. And that could be a major issue in the later rounds of the playoffs. They should be okay in the first round or so. But as they start playing really good teams, that could be an issue. Let's look at the Knicks real quick. And I may sound like a broken record here because I've said this before, but this is such a fun team to watch. They aren't a super team, which actually may make them more fun to watch. Yeah, you want to sit down and you want to see stars, almost like you're having an all-star game every time. But this Knicks team is not that. They're gritty and they're competitive always. Julius Randle has emerged as a star. R.J. Barrett is developing with every single game. He's just 20 years old. And right now they are a half game out of the 4th seed. Will they get the 4th seed? Probably not. But it's remarkable that they are even in consideration at this point in the season. On the Knicks a championship team? No. Flat out no. They're probably a first round exit in the playoff team. Maybe they win one round and get to the second, who knows. But you have to be impressed and you have to enjoy and like what you're seeing out of this team and what Tom Thibodeau has gotten out of these players. And we may soon find out that players, star players, superstar players may now actually want to come back and play in New York at the Garden. And that's important. The Mets. Well, congratulations to Mets fans—a seven and four in first place team in their division, playing really well. Hats off to them. Hats off to their fans. And I even personally would like to see them continue this. I really would. Um, and Degrom is just absolutely amazing. And yes, he is the best pitcher in the game, despite what ESPN says, and despite what some Yankee fans say. It is Degrom. He is the best in the game. And I just wish for his sake that when he pitches, the Mets can score some runs. Great start, a great start by Stroman the other day. And Diaz has become the closer that they hoped they were getting when they traded for him. So things are looking good. Things are going really well with the Mets. And we'll see how long they can continue this. But right now, you just have to enjoy it. Now the Yankees. And this is what I have been wanting to come on here for a couple of weeks now. And this isn't about the 5-10 and 10 start. This isn't about their 2-8 and eight in the last 10 games. And this isn't a panic. It's still too early to panic about this team. So I'm not going to go and I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to rant about panicking and saying this team is not going to win. This team is not a playoff team. I'm not, I'm not going that direction though. There, even though we're not panicking, there really is nothing that you can actually get behind here with this team. There really isn't. So let me just start by saying baseball growing up was my favorite sport by far, by far. It's what I played since I was four years old until college. Don Mattingly days as my favorite player. And What's happening now just isn't it. It just isn't it. The way baseball is played right now, it just isn't doing it for me. And the Yankees, who I used to love watching every single night, every single inning, is a big part of that. And there's a few things that have have ruined it for me. So while baseball may have been my first passion my first love as a child and a sport my first tattoo as i got older i became more and more involved in football fantasy has a lot to do with that as well maybe the pace of the game and so on but the way baseball is being played right now it it just isn't it and i'm going to start with analytics analytics needs to be a tool only spin rate launch angle exit velocity etc i don't mind that stuff i really don't lefty righty matchups i don't mind that staggering the lineup if you have to i don't mind any of that but it cannot be the end all be all and that is exactly what the yankees have made it everything they do is analytics driven and that is why Aaron Boone has this job. I know a lot of people, including myself, get on Aaron Boone. And we'll talk more about him. And there's valid reasons for getting on Aaron Boone. But he was hired very cheap at $1.5 million, And that is cheap for a manager. But there's a reason why they brought in somebody, a first-year manager with no coaching experience, right out of the booth. It's because they needed a puppet. They needed somebody that's willing to sit in front of the media every single day and support what the front offices are telling him to do when he may or may not actually believe in it. But that's why he has this job. But as I mentioned, the the analytics and the Yankees making it the end-all be-all, it's absurd, and it's e- it's enough. It's enough. And I'm not saying take the analytics out of the game, because I think there is very important information in the analytics that could help a team win baseball games, but it is not everything. And I would love for the Yankees to tell us what the analytics is actually says about Aaron Hicks in the number three spot? What in the analytics is telling Aaron Boone that that's the number three hitter? And why aren't these questions being asked in the postgame? Lay it on them. Lay it on them. Why can't Meredith Marakovich say, Aaron, What in the analytics is saying that Aaron Hicks should be your number three hitter? And let him answer that. And she won't because she works for the Yes Network. There has to be something. Because there is no logical reason why this guy continues to bat third in the lineup. And you could say, all right, he's batting 160. It's, f- it's 15 games. I'm, I'm not really all that concerned in general. He's not a number three hitter when he is good. He's just not. And when he's not good, move him out of it. Drop him down to seventh and eighth. Let him find himself again. And then if you want, you put him back in. But it's, con- it's constant and it's every day. The Yankees used an opener the other day. This is the New York Yankees. And they use an opener. That's not Yankee baseball. That's not the Yankee way. And I'm not saying they have to go out there and acquire every free agent. I'm not saying that. I enjoy the times more when they're bringing kids up and letting kids play. One of my favorite times was when Aaron Boone came up and, and Gary Sanchez. And seeing what these kids have. Gleyber Torres. That's what I really like. I'm not saying go out and spend $300 million. I'm not saying go out and be the Dodgers. Because we know that those days are over. We know how the Yankees work now. Yankees are trying to catch lightning in a bottle. And a lot of that is because they do have a high payroll. I think they're second in the league in payroll. But it was so important, so important, that they stay below that first tax threshold. This is the New York Yankees. Tax shouldn't mean anything to them. And I know it's easy to say it's not my money. And last year, they lost a ton of money. Everyone did because, except for the Mets and, and Steve Cohen, because he didn't own the team then. But every team lost money because of the pandemic. So I know that staying under the 210 resets that, and then maybe you can spend more this offseason when there's, um, a bunch of good players, including some short stuff that they want. And I, and I know that's what they'll probably do. But they're handcuffed right now. And a lot of that has to do, I guess you can say, with Giancarlo Stanton and his contract. Because when you look around, nobody else is really making a ton of money. Stanton and Cole. And I I don't understand. It's, I'm I'm getting off on a tangent because I don't want this to be about Stanton. I actually like Stanton. I actually enjoyed. Um, I was happy when they actually made that move. I didn't understand it. but I. I liked it. I mean, when you can get a guy who just won an MVP award, who hits fifty nine home runs, and add him on a team that at that point it was Aaron Judge coming off the year that he you know he had, it's like wow. So, but and it's now handcuffed them. But that's I'm again I'm off on a tangent and I want to want to get back on track here. So they're using analytics to build their lineup. They're using analytics when it's time to. to Take a pitcher out. It doesn't matter if they're if 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 he's at 89 pitches and they're only allowing that pitcher to go 90 pitches for whatever their reason is, and the guy just struck out the past six batters. That's it. Nope. It says to it says to take him out. God forbid a starting pitcher makes it through the third time in the order. It's it's said. It's said. And like I said, this is not the baseball that I know. This is not the baseball I grew up watching. This is not the baseball I grew up playing. And it's taken things out of it for me. It really has. The chances of me sitting down on my couch with a Yankee game on and only a Yankee game on with nothing else going on, it's pretty slim. And if I do, I'm usually falling asleep by the third inning. Maybe I have it on in the background while I'm doing something else. Maybe I have it up here on my office TV while I'm recording a podcast like I am now. Thank God they're off today. But it's very rare that I could sit down and watch a nine-inning baseball game. And the way the Yankees have looked and the way the Yankees are playing, everyone's trying to hit a home run. Everyone. And that's not how you win. You want to be more like the Rays and go get players like the Rays. But the Yankees aren't the Rays. That type of baseball won't fly here. This is New York. Having a $60 million payroll wouldn't work. So what about resting players? This is probably my biggest gripe right now. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. No team in baseball rests their guys as much as the Yankees. Why? Why are they doing this? To avoid injury? It's not working. It's not working. Look at the injuries the Yankees have had over the past few years while resting your players. You could argue it's actually causing more injuries as these guys get stretched out and they go and they go and then they stop and they rest and they have to go again the next day. Let them keep going. Michael Kay brought up a fantastic point. Actually, it was Paul O'Neill on the on the telecast on uh, Sunday's game, but he brought it up on his radio show today. Look at the stars in the game. The Mike Trouts, the Juan Sotos. These guys aren't resting. They don't have rest days. Yankees have played 15 games. You know how many Yankees have played in all 15 games? Zero. And their rest days are built in. They schedule a rest day like having a day off. As if it's a 9-to-5 job. This isn't a 9-to-5 job. You can't schedule days off. Unless you're a pitcher, obviously. Days off before an off day, a day off after an off day. It doesn't matter if you have two hits, three hits, four hits the day before. You could have three home runs. It doesn't matter to the Yankees. They don't believe in being hot or hot streaks. Maybe they should. Because what they're doing isn't working. They haven't won a World Series since 2009. And maybe that sounds like a spoiled brat to some fans. But when you have one of the highest payrolls in baseball and never miss the playoffs, your expectations are higher. 2009. 12 years ago, this season will be 12 years. So 10 years, 11 years. What you're doing isn't working. That's about the amount of time, all right, when the Yankees really started to get into all the analytics, is right around the last time since they won the World Series. So it hasn't worked since they started using all this analytic crap and i don't i think i'm pretty sure that the resting of players really gets me more fired up than even the analytics but i'm it's pretty tied i'm pretty sure it's tied together i'm pretty sure it's the analytics that are saying that you have to rest these guys at certain points so it's all tied together but the actual resting of players is what really really makes me angry it hasn't worked, not for you, not for the Yankees. You don't have that type of team. You have, you have ball players that want to hit the ball 480 feet every time they're up, and that's fine because that's what they do, the Stantons and Judges and Sanchezes. That's what they do. They're sluggers, but you're probably throwing all this analytical stuff at them, probably messing with them. Let ball players be ball players. When and why did that go away? And I wish somebody had an answer for me. When did baseball stop being baseball? When do we when did we lose out on the Ricky Henderson's? The stolen base. It's pretty much gone. There's like four players in the majors who actually steal bases at a consistent level. You don't see hit and runs. You don't see it. You don't see bunts, even when the entire one side of the infield is left open. You don't see bunts. Can you imagine that 15, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago? Having a team shift like they do then, you would have Hall of Fame players who hit home runs, who hits for average, whatever, drop down a bunt every single time. But that's not what the analytics say to do now. The analytics say hit the ball over the shift, hit the ball over the head. How stupid is that? The analytics would rather you strike out than hit a ground ball with a man on first. Okay. Last time I checked, a ground out and a strikeout are both bad. But it looks worse in the box score when you see a strikeout. I at least want to see my team or my players put the Put the ball in play. Anything can happen at that point. What happened to that? It's a little, it's, it's, it's frustrating. And you could probably tell how frustrated I am right now. And I'm sure I'm not alone. I'm sure a lot of you feel the same. Michael Kay said something today, or in the past, about load management in the NBA. But I relate it to MLB, where if you lose a game, if you, rest, if you have a rest day, If you have a day off for non-injury, you should lose a game check. Seriously, I'm all for that. Unless you're hurt, you should be out there. See how many games guys miss for general soreness. General soreness after 10 games of the season with off days in between. It's ridiculous. And as you can see, I'm not even focusing right now on the actual current play of the Yankees right now. I got time for that. But look at these averages real quick. Sanchez is batting 237. Odor, 125. All right, he'll get it. he's he's just came on. He'll get it going. Well, I hope. I actually like Odor. Torres, under 200. Urshela, 250. Clint Frazier. Here's another thing. Clint Frazier, 167. What are they doing? What are they doing to this kid? Seriously, and I knew this was going to happen when they brought back Brett Gardner. And yes, Brett Gardner is playing better right now than Clint Fraser. but what are you doing? You're going to tell us a kid who has was a, a, a top prospect who you traded for, I think, five years ago now at this point, finally gave, he's finally getting a chance, he's finally getting a shot to be a full-time player. You tell him in the offseason, in spring training, you're the starting left fielder. And then, boom, they re-signed Brett Garner. I knew this was going to happen. I said, it's going to be a platoon. That's not what a starting anything means. And I know Fraser was struggling 0 for 12 or whatever it was. But benching him because of it is not how you handle it. We're in April. Let the kid work through it. I'd rather him slump now than in September. Because right now you are in a platoon. You're platooning him with Brett Gardner. That's not being a starting outfielder. They're messing with this guy's head, just like they did with Jabba Chamberlain. They messed that kid up, by the way. Start a reliever, starter, reliever, start a reliever. Let Frazier play every day. Righty, lefty, I don't care. Let him play. Let him work out of it if he's struggling still in the middle towards the end of May then we have a problem make a change but if you're looking at somebody who you project is going to be one of your starters for the long term which is what they projected Frazier to be otherwise he would have been traded a while ago maybe he still will be traded maybe they don't care but you're not helping his trade value right now either benching him that's just another I had to get that off my chest as well I mentioned Aaron Hicks, 160. Aaron Judge, 255. Giancarlo there in 176. But guess what? He still leads the team in RBIs. Even if you take away his grand slam, he's still tied for the league lead. The, the, I'm sorry, the team lead in RBIs. LeMayu's doing LeMayu things, 286. Brett Gardner, he's, he's, like I said, he's 240. He is doing better than Frazier. It doesn't mean he should be playing over Frazier, in my opinion. At least not now. Mike Tockman, Tyler Wade. Why are these guys even on this team? It's ridiculous. It really is. But again, I didn't want this to be about the play because I'm not panicking as far as their season. I hate what I'm seeing. I hate the way that they're playing. They all look lost up there. They all seem lethargic. No energy, no drive. They don't have that guy. I know Brett Garner tries to be that guy that fires them up. He's not. The Scott Brocious, Todd Frazier, Nick Swisher. These guys brought energy and life inside the the dugout. They don't have that here. Big part of what's missing. But we've been down this road as Yankee fans. We know bad starts have happened. So, again, they'll win their games. If this is the same thing in, in May, middle of May, at this time next month, right, if we're here May 19th or May 15th, and they five, five, ten games under five hundred. Then it's going to be a different, a different story. Then I'm going to be on here not, not whining about the, um, the analytics and the rest days, but more so about their play. And their play had nothing to do with me wanting to come on here and talk about the rest days and the analytics. That's something that I've been wanting to go on on here for and talk for a while about, because I hate it. It's not my baseball anymore. And I'm sure I left stuff out. And if I did, it won't be the last time I'm talking about it. Anyway, I'm sure. But that's all I got for right now. And uh, that's it. Oh, one more thing before I go. Can we stop with the facial hair policy, please? How stupid. They're baseball players, man. Enough. It really is so stupid. I'm sorry. It really is. That's my opinion. And, I, and I'm probably in a minority on that. I know a lot, of, a, a lot of Yankee fans like the no official policy. I think it's dumb. That's all I got for now. Thanks for listening to the New York Sports Please, please subscribe on your, your podcasting app. Fantasy football fans, please check out Fantasy Shed on Air. That's my other show. And I will have a lot of draft coverage coming up on both shows, this one and that one. Obviously, that one will be more fantasy-oriented and Fantasy Impacts. And for you guys, it's more about Jets and Giants. We will have our Giants strap review coming up as well in the next few days. So stay tuned for that. And I appreciate you listening. We'll talk soon.